Welcome to A Photographer's Life. The channel that takes you behind the curtain into the world of professional architectural photography. Join us now for an episode with one of America's premier architectural photographers. Today's broadcast comes from a recent interview with award-winning American architectural photographer, Sterling Stevens. Today's interview was conducted by AIAP director Alan Blakely. We hope you enjoy the show. If you do, please let us know by liking this episode and subscribing to this channel. Now, on with the show. Okay, we'd like to welcome everyone to this uh, interview with Sterling Stevens, a member of AIAP, an architectural photographer based in North Carolina with satellite office in in uh, San Antonio, Texas. So welcome, Sterling. I appreciate you taking time today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I think where we'd like to start on this is just to kind of get an idea of how you got into this field to begin with, because that seems to be the jumping off point for a lot of people to understand why you do what you do and, and those kinds of things. So so where, where did your interest in architecture per se begin, do you think? Um, as a kid, I wanted to be an architect since I was 10. Um, I always kind of had an artistic bent. Uh, so there was no question that I was going to go to architecture school. And that's exactly what I did. So when I was uh, 18, I grew up in New Jersey. Okay. And um, I went to uh, Texas A&M for my undergraduate. Oh. Uh, worked in Houston for a firm. I took a gap year, uh, worked at Page. And then oh. uh, came to North Carolina State to get my master's degree in architecture. Uh, so that's where that came from. And I practiced for, I mean, at least at least 10 years. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So you're, so you're that's, a true architect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, so uh, so the funny thing is, um, I was actually in the middle of my uh, taking my license. I never actually became registered, uh, but I was in the middle of taking my license and um, I quit to do this. Yes. Interesting. What? How did that diversion happen um, out of architecture? Very organically. I, I never had really any real intent on ever becoming a photographer. Um, okay. I've always, you know, in architecture school, you have all these opportunities to try different things as far as art and design. And um, I was very fortunate. I was on a full scholarship. So I took that opportunity uh -huh. to basically take as many classes as I could. <laughs> um, you know, creative writing and graphic design and marketing and economics and just kind of all these different things. And so... Um, I always had a variety of interests, and I took photography. It was a black and white film course, and won't pretend I was any good at it. Um, it was it was pretty brutal. It was very expensive, um, you know. And um, you know, when you're doing, you know, when you're taking the studios, you're doing a lot of kind of photography on the side. You're taking pictures of yeah. the sites and the locations, and you're doing studies and things like that. And so there's always kind of a parallel kind of practical use of uh, of photography. And so in grad school, um, I would occasionally take the digital camera and that's mm -hmm. actually how I became kind of more in tuned with, um, with photography. Like once, once the film went away, I didn't struggle so much with contact prints and getting dust everywhere. Um, it was just kind of me and my eyesight. Um, yeah. it became a lot clearer for me in all honesty. Like it was just focused on, Oh, this is how everything kind of pieces together. Yeah. Um. And so once once that kind of you know mental obstacle was out of the way, um, I really kind of went off with it, and um, I was making my way as a fine art photographer while I was oh. practicing. So um, I was traveling a lot doing architecture. Um, we had a satellite office in Georgia, and I managed that. And so I was driving and flying back and forth, and uh, my boss, he uh, Ben Strahan, he was a painter. Um, he mm. bought a camera. He knew my interest. He was like, hey. 
Um, I've got this SLR here. Um, we don't have any new prog- you know, photographs of our projects. Um, if you learn how to use this, take, you know. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was also doing like the website and the branding and a lot of business development as well. Yeah. Um, so I was basically learning everything that I needed to do to eventually leave architecture, essentially. But <laughs> it was a very good foundation. Um, and, um, yeah, so um, while I was in Georgia, I was living in Athens, Georgia, and I was about 28, 29. And uh, everybody's either 18 or they're retired, essentially. So I was very bored and um, joined a photography club. <laughs> and, um, you know, um, it was the first time I really kind of shown the photographs to like a discerning eye. Okay. And there were a lot of retired photographers. And so they looked at, you know, what I was shooting. I think I've been, you know, working with that SR maybe probably three or four months. And they said, hey, you've really got something here. You should enter like jury competitions. Okay. And so that's why I did. And I started winning right away. Wow. And so for the next about three or four years, I was probably in about 70 or 80 different jury shows. Um, oh. I eventually led up to having my own solo showing about 2008, 2009. And so I never had any real intent on being a professional photographer. Um, I was just, you know, going through architecture and I had this new interest that really captured my imagination. I was doing it all the time. Okay. And uh, probably people, Probably people figured I was going to leave well before I did, in all honesty. Um, And so, you know, while I was practicing, um, you know, I was also taking pictures. You know, I look back, they're not very good at all. They kind of got my foot into taking pictures of buildings, essentially, um, and kind of learning, you know, a little bit how that works. Um, And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, a contractor would hire me. And kind of the one thing led to the next. I was doing a little bit on the side, and um, during the uh, during the recession, that kind of gutted everybody. Yeah, uh, the firm that I worked for, um, they basically let everybody go, but they um. hired a couple more of us on just to you know kind of a skeleton staff. And um, I was in the middle of my exams, and I I was in this empty office, and I was like, I don't see why I'm here, mm. <laughs> essentially, <laughs> you know, and. I just wanted to do photography. It, it okay. really kind of, you know, it became this new love and this this passion, and it overrode architecture and design in and of itself. And so um, I had no real plan, and I just said, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm leaving the next day," and that's exactly what I did. So wow, that's brave. Wasn't, wasn't the smartest decision, <laughs> but it panned out. That's brave. Um, well, you, you know, your work is amazing and you obviously had an eye for this before you developed maybe the craft of photography for it so i think hand in hand you know i mean if you know i think any you know i think any person who's in architectural design has the eye even if you know i'm sure you run into this as well you know you talk to a potential firm and they have Mm -hmm. an intern who's doing the photography Right. You know, yeah. Um, it's just one of those things that, you know, it's, it's part of the design education, even if we're not necessarily doing the photography full time. So the eyes there, even if the technology and the know how mean. Mm-hmm. So did, did you ever work with another architectural photographer? Oh, or anything like that. Um, so when I quit, um, I had no, exp- I had no real experience in all honesty. And so my idea was, Okay, well, maybe I can find someone to kind of intern underneath. Yeah. And um, I applied to someone. They were just looking for a Photoshop. And I, 
I knew Photoshop since, mm-hmm. I don't know, two or three, right? Like I knew okay. Photoshop way before I did photography. And um, I had this interview. Um, his name was Tom. And um, he didn't hire me, but he said, like, hey, you know, um, you could probably go and do your own thing. And I don't think he actually meant it, but I took it to heart. Mm. And um, yeah, so I did a marketing study. You know, I kind of took the things okay. that I learned in undergrad yeah. and kind of took a look at all the architecture photographers in the area, looked at the real estate photographers in the area. I was like, well, and at that time, the real estate market was pretty bad. I mean, mm. the, the, photo- the photography now is much better than what it was. And so I was like, well, I can't do what those guys can do in our sexual photography, but I know I can do better than that, <laughs> yeah. you know, sort of thing. And so I actually um, started on the ground really kind of doing real estate photography because, okay. you know, at that time, you know, even if the architects were looking at me, they couldn't afford it at that time. It was a down economy. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, there wasn't a lot of photography going on. Um, but the real estate, I mean, if they're advertising, they're spending money on that, right? Right. And yeah. so I would go through like real estate magazines. I would contact all those companies. I got hired right away. Okay. And so that's basically what kind of kept me afloat. Um, I still did contract work with architecture. So I, I won't pretend that I just kind of cold, cold quit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go back and kind of work part time for about two or three years until oh. um, really the the business was like, okay, I can just leave that alone and, and do this. So that's that's basically how it worked. And um, by the time that I had joined AIAP uh, 2012 was really the first time that any architects would start working with me. And I think my first couple of assignments were parking decks, you know? And uh, then from there, things just, I mean, there's no real rational explanation. It just kind of went from one thing to the next and then the next thing you know, I'm there. Interesting. Um, your your route is a little unusual <laughs> as far as the group goes, as far as AIAP. Most people start out working for somebody else, um, mm-hmm. learning from somebody else. Yeah. Um, I think what you said about your education is interesting because that seems to be a very common uh, denominator among uh, architectural photographers is that they, they didn't focus on you know one particular career path in their undergrad mm-hmm. they tried to get a really broad education and i to me that's that seems to be part of the uh, equation for success is to have that understanding of marketing and and yeah. design and all these other kinds of things so you've got some sense about you know a, a broad spectrum of business things that that help you to hone your craft as an architectural photographer yeah, and I was always interested in that, even as a kid. You know, I was always kind of conniving of ways to make, like, you know, my parents <laughs> gave me five bucks. I I try to figure a way to turn it into twenty. You know, there you go. <laughs> I was I was that kind of kid, and so you know, my idea was eventually I would have my own architecture firm. I mean, there was no question mm-hmm. that I was going to do my own thing. I just didn't know it was going to be photography, okay. and so you know, I was very interested in. You know, yeah, I, I did the design courses, but I tried to hang out with a lot of people outside of design school. Like design school can be very insular yeah. and you're just around the same people. And so my rationale at the time was, well, these architects aren't going to be my clients. Um, I'm going to hang out with other people. Um, and then fast forward 20 years later, architects are my clients. <laughs> um, but, you know, I... You know, I, I went to the law school to take legal courses. I, you know, okay. all these, you know, I took accounting and, and I was looking at getting an MBA. 
Um, and so I was always interested in the business side of things. And in all honesty, it's probably what kept me afloat those first couple of years because I didn't have the experience or the capability really at that time to to do it. And so like the business skills, in all honesty, and also, mm-hmm. you know, the new media. I mean, you know, social yeah. media was still relatively fresh, you know, mm-hmm. 12 years ago. Yeah. And you know, the architecture photographers that I was going to eventually compete against didn't have any presence. You know, they didn't, weren't doing any, any SEO. Mm-hmm. And my very first business, I, so I taught myself how to do website design. And so okay. um, that was my very first business in the 90s that helped put me through grad school. Oh, and so I already knew how to do all those things. And so that in and of itself helped give me, helped put me in front of other people who sure. were willing to hire me. Um, and yeah, and then eventually the skills caught up, you know, at a certain point, um, and they're still catching up. Um, but you know, that's kind of how I started out. And, you know, I, I learned that the biz- you could be very talented and awful at business and get no clients. And at the same time, you could be really awful, but if you're, you're great with business, you're personable, you're, you're, you're going to get someone, you know, and that's just yeah. kind of how it works in any business. Yeah. That that's so true, and uh, you know, before you were in AIP and during that recession time, um, we had a lot of attrition. There were a lot of really experienced and established architectural photographers that just kind of went away. Um, I don't know what they ended up doing, and then there were also a lot like yourself who found an opportunity to jump in at that point and fill you know fill a gap that was there, but. Um, for those that were established, like you said, typically they didn't have a good website mm-hmm. and social media was not something they wanted to do. And right. they were still kind of hanging on to those film days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, that's the thing that I learned, you know, because I'm I'm the generation where we we had one. But, you know, I, I started out drawing, but mm-hmm. we also learned computers you yeah. know, at the same time. I'm, so I'm that generation that kind of straddles both. You know, now yeah. it's. Is mostly kind of computers. Um, but I remember, you know, when I was doing job interviews um, after graduating, I was going out to St. Louis to this firm and they had three computers in the corner and just tables and, you know, all the onion layering. <laughs> and I'm talking, and this is 98, 97, oh 98. And I'm talking to the principal. And the person was like, yeah, you know, we just don't think this is the, the future. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm not hanging around here. Yeah. You know, it's just it, technology always moves. You know, people, people, you know, people used to say, hey, how, how are you going to go on to this? The chalkboard is, you know, the pencil. We argued about this all the time and it always moves forward. I don't know why we still read this. <laughs> yeah, it still seems to be an argument, though. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Um we fight it, but then it ends up burying us if we don't go along. Yeah. So, so that that's interesting. Um, as far as building your skills as a photographer, mm-hmm. what, what's been what's been a, you know your resources that you've looked to for for becoming a, a good photographer? Because you clearly are. <laughs> well, you know the funny thing is, you know, there's resources now that there weren't before. You know, True. when you would, I remember I googled okay. How do I do this? You know, I don't remember exactly, you know, how to be architectural photography. And they would always have the same 10 generic points, you know, <laughs> sort of thing, like shoot at these angles and shoot what like, it was just, it wasn't informative, you no. know. 
Um, and so, you know, what I did was mostly like trial and error and experience. Like, you know, the thing, the thing with real estate photography, because the th- honestly, and that's, this isn't down real estate photography, but the threshold is low. It is. And so, I mean, in comparison to architectural photography. Right. And so having the, ha- taking the time, while it wasn't a lot of money, taking the time to go into these houses and these buildings to figure things out. Um, you know, I understood lighting. You know, if you're mm-hmm. if you're an architect, you already understand lighting. So yeah. I'm basically yeah. trying to reverse engineer it, right? Sure. Um, and I knew, you know, based on my fine art, you know, okay, I already knew how to I knew how to work the camera. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to okay, okay, so I need a tripod. I need to set this up. Oh, I need oh, I need a tilt shift lens. Yeah. I'm not gonna afford that, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. And then how does lighting work? Is can I just put on my pop-up? No, I can't. I can't do that. Oh, there's something called off-camera lighting. And so, you know, so part of it is just trial and error and just a repetition of working. When yeah. I didn't have a lot of resources, because when I first started, I just had a camera and a couple lenses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, you know, um, and actually behind me, like I have. Like I have photography books. Like I have, um, there's a book called Light uh, Science and Magic. And mm-hmm. so I went through that and kind of taught myself kind of like a lot of things that commercial photographers understand, right? You know, the okay. thing that I learned is that, you know, one of the things with fine art photography and, you know, just being part of these photography clubs, everybody talks to each other. Sure. Like with architecture photography, this is one of the few times I'm actually talking to another architecture <laughs> photographer, right? Like it's all a secret. Like it's we're all doing nice. the same stuff, but we, we we and you know it's like a chef. We all cook it a little bit different, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. And so you know, I just kind of learned from the ground up, you know, how this works. I started out with hot lighting, which was an awful, awful mistake, and then I went to strobes, <laughs> you know. And so it was just again, it was a lot of persistence. It mm-hmm. was a lot of trial and error and kind of figuring things out. But like, I did it. Yeah, you know, sort of thing. And, you know, I don't think I would have done it without the understanding of architecture and light and shadow and what it is that we're trying to communicate uh, as far as not just the design, but just also um, just kind of the nuances of it. I think you I think you're dead on there. Um, you know, there's kind of a parallel uh, in, in music where people think, you know, you can be as accomplished a, a musician as as anybody, but if you can't hear it in your brain, (laughs) then you can't, you can't really play it like it needs to be played uh, professionally. And I think that's the way it is with photography, especially in architecture. If you can't see that shot and and the mind of an architect is going to see it a a lot better than just the average person is, but you have to see that in order to make it happen. Visualization is important. You know, one of the things that I always wanted, like we have a huge like commercial and fine art community, like photography community here in the area. Yeah. You know? And I never wanted, like you always hear people say, hey, I'm a photographer just because I have a camera. I never wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, part of it is I've been in art design my whole life. So I know what it is to disrespect someone. Mm-hmm. And so I never wanted to say that I'm this without having earned it, you know, sort of thing. And so when I was, practicing you know as a fine art photographer Mm -hmm. you know i would i didn't take a lot of pictures i wouldn't take like thousands of pictures and like oh i got one 
you know, I would go out, I would take a few shots, very similar to film. And I think, yeah. you know, even though I didn't do well in that black and white course, like it helped me because you only had, you know, 12 to 24 shots, right? Yeah. And that was it. And so I did the same thing with digital. If I didn't get the shot, I didn't get the shot. I didn't try to fix it. You know, it was mm-hmm. just one of those like, hey, I learned my lesson and I'll take it to the next one. Um, and I would go out and I would, let's say, you know, I would shoot with one lens one day and then shoot with another lens another day just to see how things work and how that changes, how I perceive and how I shoot, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And so making myself go through all that, you know, honestly got me from point A to B pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But I was, it was purposeful. It wasn't, um, you know, kind of scattershot. Yeah, well, you you put in some hard work. I mean, I can tell that your methods um, are very disciplined, and that seems to be a key as well in yeah. in photography. Being successful in photography is having some discipline in what you do, and that there's not randomness. That you set out to accomplish something, and then you, you figure out how to do that, and uh, you you know you clearly do that. That's so. what architecture is, though. I mean, it is. You know, yeah. it's the fun thing about it. Like I. You know, the weird thing about all this, I'm exposed to more architecture than I was when I was practicing. Because okay. you know, when you're practicing, you're working on a few projects over several years, right? Because right. it takes yeah. such a long time. You know, I keep going from one to the next. Like, if I went back to doing architecture, I'm probably a much better designer just because of all the exposure that I have now. You know, and, yeah. you know, as you know, like, all these photographs that we take, it's a design process in and of itself, right? We're designing all these photographs. And so... Honestly, it's exciting. Like, it's all the stuff that I've ever wanted to do as far as using my mind. And so, you know, I'm basically like a kid in a candy store at all times. I I, I can appreciate that. That's that's a great way to put that. Um, I think that one thing that people don't realize is that you have to have that vocabulary of design. Um, you have to actually spend the time to see these things. And understand them so that you have some idea how best to capture them is is yeah. my perception. Um, and you know, I'm I'm always fascinated how commercial photographers, you know, have transitioned into architectural photography because you know, I and I know, like I, you know, I or, as overall, like I'm kind of unique. But you know, in this town, I mean, we have a pretty prominent school of architecture. You do. We have six or seven people who are former designers who are doing architectural photography. Right. Like, I mean, there's actually very few traditional commercial architecture photographers that, you know, kind of went through that traditional path. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know how that changes the market as we kind of move forward. Um, I'm always kind of fascinated, but um, there's, um, there's a photographer that I, I watch in Houston. And he went to get a, like a, I think it was like a two year degree in architecture just because, and he was already really good, but mm-hmm. he just wanted to understand kind of like the vocabulary and, you know, and it, he found it really helpful. I can completely understand that because there, there are things, at least for me anyway, having a better understanding of what of design and, and the, the elements of design that an architect includes in a building or a home or whatever that kind of informs the way I'm going to shoot it because mm-hmm. I, I know what's important in this project because right. of the certain elements that I, I can see and identify rather than just saying, yeah, this is a big place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get out my 17 millimeter. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah, you know, um, yeah. And it's, it's such, you know, it's such a huge difference. And, you know, when I first started, my idea was, okay, well, I'm not as good as, you know, these other photographers, but I can be a gateway, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can be kind of this intermediate. And so that's originally kind of how I built it up. Like, okay, okay. you know, maybe you don't have the budget or for them. But I'm also, you know, at the time I had, I was also a very different product as well, you know, sort of thing. So I was building my business kind of as this gateway between kind of real estate photography and architectural photography. And then eventually it just became like, oh, well, I guess I can do this too, you know, sort of thing. So that's basically what happened. Interesting. Um, How, how have you uh, handled pricing over the years? Has that, has that been... a, a difficult process or not? Yes and no. I mean, it's it's throwing a dart out there. Like you know, I you know part of part of the issue with not being able to talk to other architectural photographers is you have no idea where everybody is. You do get a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I did, I'm sure the other architectural photographers in town did the same thing. Like I know architects, so like, hey, can you find out what they're pricing at? You know, sort of thing. You know. I would talk to my friends and say, yeah. hey, can you know, um, you know, and even when I practice architecture, I had exposure to that as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 always it's a big huge guessing game at all times because you know, someone who you know, if you look if you're working with a top 200 firm, they're not doing the same thing as someone who is doing like spec houses, right? No. Like it's just yeah. It's just a different product. And so you have all these different clients. And in my case, also different regions as well, right? Sure. So if I'm yeah. working in the Tennessee market, they have a completely different kind of pricing and competition and level of quality than it is in North Carolina, than it is in San Antonio. Um, and so a lot of that is, has also been trial and error, right? You know, some of it is just the market dictates it, right? So if I say, hey, I'm at this price and the client says, no, we're not going to hire you. We're going to go someone else who's cheaper. Or, you know, whether they have the same quality or not. Like, eventually, you get enough yeses or nos. You kind of mm-hmm. figure out, like, kind of what your sweet spot is. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of figured out what that was. Um, so my pricing, in all honesty, it varies depending on who I'm talking to and what the market is. You know, yeah. obviously, the bigger companies, you know, pay more. Um, but I'm always willing to work with smaller companies. And sometimes it's, well, it's you know, educating the client as well. because. You know, there are people who are actual architecture photographers. There's other people who just say they are, right? Like they have all these, like you go to their website, they have these menu items and one of them is architecture, right? Exactly. Somehow they always kind of get into, they, they they get into these conversations and they price it completely differently yeah. and it's a different product. And so sometimes, you know, I'll get something like, hey, we want like 80 photographs. Exactly. My first thought is like, what you know so you call them you're like do you use any no no we use like 10 i'm like okay well cool i can take 10 for y'all we can price it like this you know yeah. sort of thing. sometimes you never get to that conversation because they just mentally kind of cut off uh but you know a lot of it is is that that and that's the business aspect of it right you mm-hmm. know you're you're educating them as far as like and also you're trying to figure out like what is it that you actually really need and what are you using yeah. for? what are you paying for I think that's an important conversation to have. And, and, uh, you know, like yourself, I, I do the same thing. I need to, I need to get beyond how many photographs they, yeah. <laughs> they want to understand really what it is that they want and what they need. Uh, and some, and people, 
if they haven't used a high-end architectural ph- photographer before, it's a really it painful is. education process. <laughs> it really is. Um, you know, but, you know, I also feel that, at least from the architect standpoint, I think they're a lot more educated now than they used to be. I think, yeah, I, I think, think so. I think part of that is because more architects are using it. Like, I, you know, in film, I mean, I, again, I don't know what the costs were, you know, 30 years ago, but, you know, the threshold of, you know, you had to go through the photographer for the photography and the prints as well. You know, now they kind of integrate it into everything. Right. You know, sort of thing. Um, you know, and so there are only so many architects that were using it. You know, if you're a small firm, you're probably not going to hire an architect. Probably gonna take your own shots, yeah. You know, sort of thing. And so, you know, I think what's happened, you know, with 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 social media and the internet is now like anybody can work with some. I mean, it could just be one shot. So, you know, it could be a money shot of yeah. us representing a project. You know, but I I think that has kind of opened the floodgates for us to work with more people. But at the same time, that scale of you know how that is and what's being delivered also kind of changes. In all honesty, like it changes from week to week. Like I get something. I'm just like, okay, you know, you go to their website and you look at, okay, how, you know, you are, okay, well, they've worked with architecture photographer. So I know I can speak in a certain way. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, there's some like, okay, this is the first time they've ever spoken. How do I, you know, <laughs> And so every single one, I mean, kind of like every project, every single one, you kind of have to look at a little differently. I think that's really important uh, to understand that. I, I, I appreciate you telling me that. because There seems to be um, such a wide gap, even in local markets, between yeah. firms and what they, what they expect. But uh, certainly on a national scale, uh, if you, you fire off a price, you, yes. you may get a yes and you may get, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, and it's, and, and it's, it's just crazy. And it's the exact same price, you know, like I can throw out one price and someone's like, oh, is that it? And then others are like, whoa, we, 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 yeah. we totally can't afford that. And so, you know, I think everybody has to kind of figure out kind of what they're, where they are in the market. You know, practically speaking, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, okay, so what's my value inside of that market? And then also kind of like what my pain threshold is, you know, because, oh, yeah. you know, especially when I was starting out, because I didn't have any money, I didn't really have that many clients. And so it's just like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this for free. I'm not going to do this for cheap. Because one of the things that I learned in architecture was that whenever you do that, um, because, you know, firms will chase these projects. And they'll do things for free. And yeah. They never get the client. The client winds up working with someone that they're paying a lot of money for. Yeah. I, I don't know what the psychology is, but when I started my business, I said, okay, I'm not going to do cheap. I'm not yeah. going to do for free because I know where that needs to. I'll just <laughs> go back to working in architecture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that That's so important. Um, let me talk to you just a little bit about who your clients are is it primarily architectural firms or is it a variety of it is it's changed over the years okay when i first started um so my very first client was actually um my very first major client was actually a national real estate developer okay um i was um again looking through the magazines like oh they're advertising their photographs aren't very good so um they had a project down the road from where i was living i said i called them i said hey um, 
whenever this project is done, I'd love to photograph for you. I got a call within a half hour and they're like, well, that's not ready, but we'll hire you for all this. And so I actually became integrated with a lot of their national uh, campaigns. And so when I first started out, I was working, I didn't do really a lot of like, I didn't do homes for sale. Okay. Because I didn't want to get into that game. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that's a that's a grind that I have no desire to. That's do. a hard um, business. Yeah. Yeah, that's a completely different business. Um, and so you know, I was working with a lot of kind of like residential developers and commercial developers. Okay. Um, and um, you know, if I if they had a project in Greensboro, North Carolina, for example, they said, "Oh, you did a good job." Well, we have another project in Richmond. I would go to Richmond. And so that's how I started working in other states. Okay. Um, and so that kind of just organically grew. And probably about 2013, once the economy started coming back, yeah. um, local architects started looking at me hmm. and they would give me little things. And then, you know, um, one of the things that, so one of the things that actually kind of put me on the map was, you know, the nice thing about architecture is like, it's everywhere. Like, even if you yeah. can't get inside, like you can practice, right? Sure. So we have this um we have this really great library um on Centennial Campus at NC State. Uh, it's called the Hunt Library. Yeah. And um it finished in 2012, 2013. And they're very welcoming to you can bring in your tripod and just set up. Oh how nice. And so I did that and I yeah. posted a blog. And the next week, a uh, top two hundred firm called me and I started working with them. I didn't, I didn't get any better that from, you know, from two weeks. Well, I did was shoot a building that showed some sort of, you know, skill or, te- you know, ability. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how that happened. And then all of a sudden I started working with these, these architecture firms. So I would say at this point is mostly architects and designers uh, okay. with occasional, you know, uh, you know, products and manufacturers, but it does span across the map and it's from, big to small and they're all across the nation and i like the variety in all honesty mm-hmm. um i mean it may not be i'm not sure if this, it's the best business wise but like personally as far as like the way my mind works i like to have a variety of different kind of challenges oh, yeah you know, sort of thing um but also at the same time like i also like i like the accessibility you know if you're a small firm and you know you have these designs and you want to have you know, good representation of your work. Like, I think you should be able to have that. Yeah. You know, and so I, I've never been one to say I don't want to work on this or I don't want to work on that. Like, I'll work with anybody. Like, let's figure out how to make. It. Sometimes it doesn't work, but mm-hmm. you know, let's figure a way to kind of make it work that that works for both of us. Okay. Do you have minimums that you impose as far as billing? <sighs> yes and no. So I. It depends on where it is. Okay. Yeah. Right. So if it's local to North Carolina or Texas, mm-hmm. you know, like I can afford to have a minimum, right? But if there's someone in, or I mean, I can afford to say, okay, we're just going to do one shot of this, okay. right? Because there's no, there's no real travel involved, mm-hmm. right? But you know, if it's in, I don't know, let's say it's in Arkansas where I've worked before, you know. Someone contacts me for that, I guess better for them to work with someone that's local, right? Because at, at a certain point, you price yourself out of the market. Sure. You know, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and the regional, I feel like the regional, you know, again, I don't know what it was like 30 years ago. I don't know how many national photographers there were. But I feel like pretty much most regional markets are pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I don't try to, 
I don't try to go where there's that kind of resistance. You know, you're just kind of spinning your wheels. It's, it's no good for them. It's no good for me. Yeah. You know, sort of thing. Um, and so I've been really kind of concentrating on just kind of building the markets kind of where I am. And um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily like impose um, a minimum like amount of shots or um, I guess, quote unquote, cost. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really had anything that's like so low where I'm like, I don't. Like I wouldn't do that, you know. Okay. Sort of I, I just, I just haven't run into that, and, and and part of that is because I don't do real estate anymore, right? Like yeah. I, I did split my businesses into two because they are different markets. Okay. And so you know now my business in and of itself really kind of caters to a higher end market, so you're not really running into a lot of that. Okay. All right. Uh, do you ever work with advertising agencies? Is that part of your business at all? Once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll contact me, but I haven't really reached out to contact them. It's not been part of my model at all, honestly. Okay. Like, most of mine have been kind of direct business to business. But okay. occasionally I'll get, you know, I'll get contacted by an advertising agency, but it's not been something that I've just, you know, pushed forward. And I think part of that is also like I'm not familiar with that world, right? Like if I I think if I came from a commercial photography background, I'd be much more familiar. Mm-hmm. But coming from an architectural background, I I intimately understand that market. I understand yeah. who the I understand who the architectural players are. I understand who the construction, you know, every, you know who the building manufacturers are. So it's much more easier for me to identify and talk to than from the advertising side. That makes that makes perfect sense. What what's your marketing look like now? I mean, what do you yeah. you actively so what, market? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. um, so one of the biggest lessons I learned in architecture, and this is from my boss, and this was when we were doing really well. He was like, you know, even at your busiest, that's when you need to market the most. And I've really kind of taken that to heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm always marketing. Now, when I first started, it was just me because, I mean, I didn't have any money or that many <laughs> clients, right? But eventually, I got to a point where it's just too busy. You know, I, I hired a website designer for the very first time in my life. I had my website for 25 years um, just this past spring, you okay. know, and she did a really good job to kind of retool yeah. it. Um, yeah. I do have representatives okay. uh, because, um, again, I don't have the time, yeah. you know, um, but I've also, I, you know, I've, and I've listened to some conversations as far as representatives uh, through, through the site. Some people do it and some people don't. I do because I don't have, I honestly don't have the time. So it's worth it for me to give some money to make some money, yeah. right? You know, sort of thing. And I built myself to a point where I can do that. You know, that was definitely not the case the first six or seven years. But yeah. once it got to a certain point, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if I'm in another town, hey, I'm in town, contact another five or six people. I manage for a shoot and you, you build a market, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. And so I, I am always marketing pretty much most of the year, you know, okay. sort of thing, both, you know, both actively and passively. And I mean, I could probably go a couple of years without advertising, but like, I plan on doing this a long time if I can help it. So, and I don't take anything for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very competitive. There's a lot of great photographers. And I think because of the, the technologies, there's going to be more of them. And I think so. I think, I think they're going to, I think they're going to be good. You know, and so, you know, it's worth it for me to, yes, get my skills up, but also build as big of a cushion as I can, because Mm -hmm. it is, 
it is such a it's 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 the most competitive thing I have ever really taken part in. Like sometimes it gets pretty cutthroat. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think people yeah. realize just how small of a niche this is. It's and, a small and how many it's people small, are trying to compete for it. Yeah. And then some years it's it's very small. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of thing. But you know, every time, you know, and I'm sure this was the case for me when I entered the market, you know, every photographer goes in and packs the market. You know, if you have 20 photographers in one state and another adds in, that's five percent of the market. If they develop it right, mm-hmm. you know, that's huge. Yeah. You know, the the statistically though, the failure rates astronomical for this business. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so, you know, it, I think it's astronomical for, I mean, it's like that with any business, right? You know, if you don't make it yeah. the first two years, you're probably not going to make it, you know, sort of thing. And, you know, if I was, if I went to weddings, for example, I probably wouldn't have made it, you know, sort of thing. Like it was, you know, while I didn't necessarily understand like architecture photography in and of itself, I understand the business of architecture. Mm. And so in all honesty, that really kind of kept me afloat more than anything else. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I I, I get that. Um, if, I mean, as for you personally, do you have employees uh, that work for I have you? Consultants. I don't have anybody that's full time. Okay. You know, so um, I do have an edit. I still do most of the editing um, mm-hmm. myself, um, but I do have an editor uh, that does like the really kind of advanced stuff. Like, oh. it's just not worth it for me to do it at a certain point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I have assistants, you know, especially in the different markets, you know, that mm-hmm. I work in, um, you know, talk about my representatives and the website designer. Um, I actually have an SEO person, you oh. know, because I, again, I don't have the, I don't have the capability to do that anymore. Like if I focused on that, I could do it, but in all honesty, it's worth it to give some money to do that because sure. I don't have the time, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. Um, and so I, you know, it's been a steady progression. It's, you know, when I first started, it was just a camera and some lenses, you know, but you kind of build up and you're like, oh, well, now I can afford these lights and right. now <laughs> I can afford this equipment and now I can, you know, it, you just, you just kind of, it, it, it wasn't just like, these are all the things I need to have. And I just started with right away. I built it up. And then mm. as the clients changed, I could afford to cater to those clients. Yeah. Yeah. Um do you ever, are you ever in a position where you have to turn work away? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. And the reason is, part of the reason is calendar. And part of this also travel. You know, mm-hmm. you can't be in two places at one. And I don't have like other, like I'm in this because I like the photography. So I don't necessarily have another photographer, <laughs> you know, working with me. Like that's, that's not the reason that I do this. Like yeah. I do it because, I like to have the the camera in hand. Um, and sometimes that happens and sometimes you lose clients and um, I won't lie, it hurts, but like, it's also how it goes, you know? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, that's how I got, that's sometimes how I got clients, you know, starting out, sure. you know, someone was too busy mm-hmm. and like, hey, we'll give this Sterling kid a shot, right? You know, sort of thing. And so that's going to happen to me as well. Um, and so, you know, I, I think as long as the business itself kind of goes in the correct trajectory, it'll still work, work itself out. You're going to lose clients once in a while. Like it's yeah. just, just how it goes. It you is. Know? But I, you can't panic because of that, you know, exactly. and, you know, you let them know like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm here, you know, when you want to, or, you know, maybe, maybe this, you know, 
Because sometimes, you know, especially the ones who um who who haven't worked architecture photographers, they'll say, Hey, what are you doing in two weeks? It's like, I'm shooting in two weeks, <laughs> you know, sir. <laughs> Yeah. Or what are you doing at the end of the week? (laughs) Right. You know, just, you know, and so sometimes you have to say, you know, I don't ever say no right Mm -hmm. away. You know, it's just like, okay, well, do you need it right away? You know, sort of thing. Or is it for a competition? Is it like, what are you using it for? How are you using it? You know, I would say probably about, I would say about 30 to 40% of the potential no's turns into yeses once they learn, like, oh, we can we can kind of make this work, and I wasn't so urgent that I needed it, you know, right away, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, I think I think that's real important. That shows a lot of business intuition on your part that you, you, you know, you have the the aptitude to talk to them a little bit, and rather than just turning them away, and that's yeah. so huge. No, it's so hard. I mean, no is no is very definite. Yeah, you know, sort of thing. I would rather have the client to tell me no mm-hmm. than me saying no. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, that's not good for business. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't make you the good guy in the situation right. at all. You know, so yeah, that's interesting. Um, let's just touch on equipment a little bit. You, you, yeah. you mentioned that you, you know, you use lighting on on some yeah. of your stuff. Um, are are you shooting a DSLR these days, or I am. So um, I'm still shooting. Um, and I will probably. So I'm using Canons. Um, my mm-hmm. Mark fours. Um. I, you know, it's, it's been a, um, love hate relationship with Canon in all honesty. <laughs> um, I will probably eventually switch to Sony, uh, just because they seem to be investing in like what it is that we do in all honesty. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, you know, you know, a variety of tilt shift lenses, um, strobe lighting, mm-hmm. um, you know, reflectors and all that, you know, and so, you know, um, you know, I tether with cam rangers. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's basically, I mean, I think it's pretty, I, I mean, I think I have pretty relatively standard equipment. That's, that's pretty standard as far yeah. as the industry right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, is you know, the important thing is to be mobile, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I don't, I, I didn't want to tether with a computer and a cart. Like I still use a cart, but it's just easier to have the iPad. Yeah. And you know, to have in your hands and to give it to the client. Like that sure. that's yeah. a huge selling point, you know, it when is. the when the client can actually touch and like it, there's a certain psychology to it when you give it to their hand rather than them looking at the, this computer that they can't touch. Like it gives them sort some sort of ownership. Yeah. Well that and saying, you know, go ahead and walk through the shot and yeah. mm-hmm. you need to move anything too. Yeah. Uh, it gets it, it gets them engaged. They're part of the process. They're part of the buy-in. You yeah. know, and again, like these are all things that like we do as architects too. Like we're doing that with our clients. You know, and so you know, um, when you're doing it with the architect, they're they're used to doing it. They're just maybe not used to being on the other side. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Where where do you see yourself headed at this? Are you on a good trajectory right now? Um, no, I, you know, you I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't think I was going to be here. I mean, just to be completely frank with you, like I thought if I was ever going to be here, I, it would be maybe 10 or 15 years from now, you okay. know, sort of thing. So like for me, I don't necessarily have like a goal goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to, like, I'm always trying to get better at my craft. Like that's kind of first and foremost, 
So every year, you know, I'm trying to retool. I kind of look at things. I, you know, look at other photographers. I look at my competition. I kind of see what they're doing and who they're working with and whatnot. Um, you know, like I, I'm, I'm honestly just trying to do as much as I can. Like I'm building this Texas market, for example. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a huge goal. Sure. So I just started the San Antonio about a year ago. So I, I, you know, I've been kind of, because I have so many connections in Texas, because that's where I did my undergrad, uh-huh. it made sense for me to kind of go back there uh-huh. and reestablish my roots. And so I decided to do that right before the pandemic started. It was real. It was really bad timing. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, like I want to build up in Texas the same thing that I've built up here in North Carolina. Okay. And if there's anything that I would like to do, it's probably, probably a little bit more. Um, I don't know, probably a little bit more modern high-end design, but at the same time, you know, sort of thing, like, I also still want to work with, like, who I've worked with, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. Um, so, in all honesty, like, and I don't know, like, where the, where everything kind of plateaus. I don't feel like it's there yet, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, you know, but I'm just trying to build towards that. Okay. Um, and, you know, I'm just, honestly, I'm just trying to good work, do good work and keep my clients happy. And, you know, if in the last 12 years hasn't gone, I didn't really have a plan, you know, in, in all honesty, like I didn't plan to do this the way that I've done it, you know, so I feel that if I keep doing good work, if I keep improving, if I keep kind of reaching out and letting people know that I exist, like it'll kind of work itself out. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. I get, you know, I've always said that good work is the greatest competitive advantage that you'll ever have. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, if you just consistently do good work, um, that's. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to get into this and again be one of those photographers that said that they were an architectural photographer and really wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it was very important for me because you know you face that in architecture as well. You know, people watch an HD TV show and they think. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, oh, they, I, they did that in twenty minutes with commercials. I can do this, you know, sort of thing. And they ignore like all the. I have a master's degree. Do you know how much work that took, you know, sort of thing. And I didn't want to go into doing architecture photography and not do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me about four or five years before I even really was working with architects at all, you know, sort of thing. And so I, I always wanted to have that. Um, those bona fides if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, your website is stunning. You, your work is amazing. And uh, you are obviously one of the top tier photographers in the country. And so congratulations. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> um, do you take on assistance or anything like that? Or do you do any kind yeah, of interns or stuff like that? Um. That's a good, you know, I'm trying, I'm, honestly, I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay. You know, I didn't start having assistance until, I mean, once I, you know, once I started working with architects and once the projects started getting bigger, mm-hmm. I realized, oh no, I need help. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't do that. That triggered that, right? And you're like, oh, maybe I should put that in the budget, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, and so, you know, I do have um, assistance here in North Carolina. Okay. Um, Nashville and in San Antonio. Um, some are commercial photographers in their own rights. Uh, some of them kind of either do it on the side. Some of them are actually architects um, okay. and uh, architecture interns. Um, there's a couple that I work with in San Antonio, uh, young uh, architecture interns, very talented women. Like, they, 
like if they wanted to do it, they 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 really could mm. um, if they've got the interest. So you know, anytime that I have someone who is younger, mm-hmm. you know, I actually t- I actually explain to them like, hey, I don't just say, hey, put this up and put this like this. I explain, hey, we're positioning it like this because we're doing this. We're putting the light okay. settings, you know. Um, so I'll do that if they have that interest. Um, and that's honestly that's like that's a huge goal of mine because like. You know, I think one of the things, you know, like I don't have children, so like this is it for me, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, I'd like to have, and you know, I, I didn't start this until my 30s, you know. So like whatever my trajectory of my career, like there is a ceiling, you know. And so for me, you know, whoever comes after me, their, their potential is so much higher than mine. And if I can help kind of facilitate that, like yeah. I'm always invigorated by like these younger, like, because like they they're in a different, like they communicate in a different way, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't draw, they didn't necessarily, I mean, they might've, but like they didn't necessarily have the traditional tools that you and I use, right? right. You know, yeah. and as a result, the the results are going to be different sure. as far as, you know, how they communicate. And so like, I'm excited to see like what these kids wind up doing, in all honesty, like, and it, you know, if I can kind of help facilitate that, like I'm happy to do so. Like it's not necessarily like, competition for me in mm-hmm. that sort of sense like it's it, it's a real investment mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah more of a more of a mentorship um if you know going through the the trajectory that you've had into architectural photography if you were advising somebody who wanted to get into this business is there a route that you think works best <laughs> no you know so so one of the funny things was so when I was in grad school, I was actually looking to leave architecture okay. because I was so interested in photography. And I was looking at Brooks and I was like, oh, my God, I'm already in so much debt with <laughs> grad school. Why would I go to, you know, and like a lot of these schools don't exist, you know, right. and what's what's I think what's dramatically changed is how people learn about photography. Like you can, you know, and not to say it didn't exist before. Right. Like, I mean. You know, there's these books here, and like I think one of these books is 20th century photography. Mm-hmm. I would swear, like a third of them didn't learn photography through traditional school and traditional methods, right? right? Yeah. You know, sort of thing. And so I think, if anything, uh, with the with with digital photography and the way that you know internet and everything, like you can kind of pick those things up. Um, so I think the the two things that I would say is, I think the the craft is really important. Mm-hmm. Like architecture has a craft to it. Yes. You know, sort of thing. Um, and one of the major differences from real estate photography to architecture, like real estate doesn't necessarily, I mean, ne- doesn't necessarily focus on the real kind of craft and the nuances of architecture. I think that's incredibly important. Like you mm-hmm. just can't set up a wide angle lens and, you know, have Stand things to on the sides <laughs> and things like that. Like it's yeah. not, it's not about getting the cool shot either. You know, like you can have a cool shot and it won't tell you anything. It right. won't give you any information at all, you know, That's certain true. thing. And so, you know, I, you know, I, I come, you know, the way that I, I've always gotten my influences from the outside, you know, mm-hmm. even with architecture, like I look at painters and I looked at sculptors and, 
you know, I looked at musicians. Like I looked at so many things kind of outside of architecture. Like it was very important for me to be well-rounded with everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think that I bring all those kind of influences in, you know, into, into my work. So it's kind of the combination of art design. So I would say, you know, do the things that meet your own style. Because like I, like you, you and I have, you and I have both a very kind of bright style of architecture photography. Like you may be the, actually the only one that might actually be a tad brighter than mine, <laughs> in all honesty. Like everybody has their own certain style, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. And I think that's kind of, you know, very important. So, you know, I, I think kind of, you know, learning, you know, having these different influences, learning the, you know, photography, kind of your style, your way, um, learning the business aspect is incredibly important. Oh, yeah. Um, but again, like those are things like you can go to a community college for a year and pick that up. You know, Absolutely. it's not it's not terribly difficult. Like I think a lot of these things are not terribly difficult to pick up. You just have to go out and do it. Like yeah, it's a lot of work, and I've sacrificed a lot of things to do this. You know, sort of thing. I've given up so many other things just to be able to do this. I think that's one of the things you have to realize. Like there's a lot of patience. There's a lot of persistence. But in order to be even halfway successful, like you have to keep doing, you have to be very focused on it. Otherwise, you're going to lose track. You're not going to be very good at it, in all yeah. honesty. Yeah, I, I, you've made some really important points, and I could not disagree or I could not agree more with you. I don't disagree <laughs> in any way. I agree completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. I think you also have to love it. Like, I don't. You do. You know, <laughs> I, you know I, I just, you know, when people think, you know, one of the things that, I guess it's unfortunate is because people saw that I had quit and become a photographer. Mm-hmm. People were like, Oh, well, that's all you have to do. Right. You know, sort of thing. <laughs> and so people were like, Hey, how did you do it? I want to do it. I'm like, well, why? Like, you, like you have to have a reason why, like this would be a good idea, you know, sort of thing. Like it's not a great idea in all honesty, but like, if you have a purpose and a reason, like I love architecture. If mm-hmm. I was to go and do portraits and I tried doing that, like, you can tell the photographs are, no matter how good I got, I was never going to be good at it. You know, I'm not invested in that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you really have to, you really have to be truly interested in doing it and not doing it just because you're making some money. Well said. I appreciate that. (laughs) We're going to wrap up here, Sterling. I appreciate the time that you've given us today. Uh, Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. (laughs) This has been a super informative interview with you. And I'm sure that the people watching this on YouTube or listening on the podcast will find this uh, incredibly informative. I think there's some a few surprises in here for people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Even the track that you've taken, uh, because everybody's a little different. But yours has been... Yours has been excellent, and I, and you've been very generous with your time and with the information that you've you've given to us today. So thank you very much, and we wish you all the best and hope to talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Alan. Thanks a lot. This has been another episode of A Photographer's Life. If you've enjoyed this program, please let us know by liking this episode and subscribing to this channel. A Photographer's Life is brought to you by the Association of Independent Architectural Photographers. This episode is copyrighted, and may not be used in full or in part, without the written permission of the AIAP. Please join us again soon for another inside look at the world of professional architectural photography.